Seven footers. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> oh my God, thank God. I didn't know what that meant. Oh, seven footers. Thank you for being here. I have never been more grateful than in this moment because there's always a technical issue on my end and it happened again. I, at least I'm on brand, but this was like, what, our fourth time trying uh, to do yeah, this? Yeah, third time. Third time the charm today. We, we're making oh, it work. It's it's rough, thank man. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you for dealing with me. And you, I appreciate it. I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. It's but okay. It happens. Consistency is key, though. And that's something <laughs> that we don't have a lot of in this these playoffs right now. So mm. let's get right into it because a ton of things to talk about. But let's start on an unfortunate note that there are so many injuries plaguing some of the biggest stars across the board here. I mean, you know. Obvious names like Giannis, Kawhi, mm -hmm. and when mm -hmm. you go by one name, you don't need a last one. Star <laughs> you are, but these stars are struggling on the floor right now. Uh, John Moran with the wrist, Julius Randle with the ankle. Uh, Tibbs just said he was playing through it. Yeah, so, I mean, Jenna, but, this this is it's unfortunate because the end it's the end of an eighty two game regular season and the start of the most important time of the year, which is the playoffs. Well, this is the worst time of the year to have your most important time because these players are dog tired and tired players tend to get injured. This is just yeah. a fact. Like, I don't know what to tell everybody. Everybody freaks out on, on NBA Twitter. Oh, my God, turn injuries off. I'm like, you guys, it's a broken record. Every year, it's the same thing. Injuries decide this and fatigued players tend to get hurt. This is what happens when you compress 82 games into a season and you're playing four times in seven nights. This is the reality. And now you want them to turn it up for the playoffs? Yeah, injury is bound to happen. It is, it is. And unfortunately, it happens. It's part of the postseason. It's part of why certain teams make it to certain positions and spots. It is what it is. Tough reality. But, you know, that requires other guys to step up. And that's exactly what uh, is happening with this Lakers team a little bit. Seeing a lot of unexpected great performances by guys like Rui Hachimura and uh, Austin Reeves. And, of course, the consistency with LeBron James is just incredible. <laughs> but wait a minute. First of all, a ton of Lakers fans didn't even think they'd be here right now mm -hmm. in this Grizzlies matchup. Of course, again, with that injury stuff happening, John Moran, that kind of – Helps the Lakers case a little bit too, but let's talk about this uh, series here because Lakers are up three to one huge game uh, last night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. That was Monday in game. What was it? Five, four, mm, game four, game four. Yeah. Um, can they really do this though? Can they really close this out and get to the next round? Look, and Jenna, he us not be injured. Historically, um, teams that are up three, one gone on to win the series. 96% of the time. Now, we have seen teams come back from 3-1, most notably uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, with LeBron James did it against the Golden State Warriors. That same postseason, the Golden State Warriors came back against the Kevin Durant-led Oklahoma City Thunder in the Western Conference Finals uh, from a 3-1 deficit. So it is possible. Um, LeBron uh, had an excellent game. He's had a, a pretty good series. Um, look, he's still old and doing old things. Like, he's saving himself. You can see it. Like, he can't blow by guys anymore. I was going to be like, yeah, but you're all, you know that game? He blew by three guys. Went yeah, because he saved himself all game because he couldn't do it for four quarters. 
had to wait until the end, right? This is what old people do. They wait and conserve their energy. But the reality of this situation, Jenna, is, you know, and you mentioned Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. Yeah, Rui Hachimura came crashing back to earth in, in last night's game. He wasn't going to shoot 70% from three all postseason, as I said. Like this, the reality is you are what your numbers say you are, right? Anybody can get hot for a game or two. He's a career 29% three-point shooter or whatever it is for a reason, because that's what you do historically. But the reality of that is playoffs are small sample size. So for any one game, two game, three games, sure, you can get hot, right? It's like the idea of like heads or tails, right? Everybody knows that like within a hundred flips, the odds are it's going to be pretty close to 50-50, right? Because there's only two outcomes, 50 heads, right. 50 tails. But it doesn't go every other heads, tail, right? Tails may come up 10 times in a row. That doesn't matter. Heads is not worried. It's time will come, right? It will eventually average itself out. And this is what we're going to see with Ruby and these guys. But Jenna, this is less about what the Lakers are doing and Anthony Davis being injured and blah, 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 and all that. You know, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, Jenna, have been the better team all season long. And I still yeah. believe they are the better basketball team, but they are an immature basketball team. And they are. This is what happens when you don't recognize the gravity and seriousness of the moment you are in. The Grizzlies are without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, right? Now, for you casual fans out there, you're like, ah, oh, those guys don't matter. And that's because you guys don't know what you're watching when you watch basketball, right? You only care about who scores points. That's, that's all that most people see. Oh, who scores? Steven Adams is the best offensive rebounder in basketball. Probably the best screens that are in basketball. Those two on the floor, this series wouldn't be 3-1. Correct. Adams opens up so much space for Ja on the pick and roll, for Desmond Bain on the pick and roll, all these guys. And he cleans up so much with the offensive rebounds, giving this team second, third, and fourth chance opportunities. Defensively, he allows Jaron Jackson Jr. to roam and be that defensive player of the year that he is, as opposed to now he's got to hug close to the basket because nobody else can rebound on this team. This is what he does. And Brandon Clark is the first big off the bench in their normal rotation. Well, now he's not here. So he's not the first big off the bench. This is the challenge now with this team. And so when you have those factors, Jenna, as a team, your realization needs to be, oh, no, we're down two important guys. We need to be sticking to our game plan, value every possession. This is serious. This ain't the Houston Rockets on a Tuesday night. Okay, this ain't the Detroit Pistons on a Thursday. No, no, no. This is the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs with LeBron James, who has more collective playoff experience than everybody on our roster combined, right? We have to be heightened about what we're doing. 1,000, 1,000%. And Steven Adams is what? The only veteran on that team. No Not doubt. to mention, speaking of maturity, let's just also note that uh, this really pisses me off. I just it rubs me the wrong way. Dylan Brooks, and I think it was uh, maybe Ja Moran after the last game. Skipping media availability. What? Because you're down now? You're going to skip media availability? You're if you're going to talk the talk, Jenna. It's tough. You got to walk the walk. Exactly. If you're going to talk all that junk and smack, you got to put two ten toes down and back it up. You stand out there and you're gritty in when you're winning, but when you're losing, you got to face the piper, right? And again, onto this maturity thing, you mentioned Dylan Brooks. Hmm. This whole villain person, I want to be clear about something. Dylan Brooks is a very excellent defensive basketball player. And he matters to what this team does. But when he gets himself suspended or, I'm sorry, kicked out of a game, now you're hurting your team. Because mm -hmm. now that's one less body and defender we can have to put on LeBron or switch out onto whomever, right? You're hurting your team here. Then you look at John Morant. John, 
I get it. Your superpower is you can get to the rim and jump out of the building. My guy, not only is your hand messed up and who knows how you're going to land, you are not going to jump over and posterize everybody. Stop doing that when you get to the room. LeBron said it after the after the game. He's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna. You nobody can meet with job ja the summit. Like you're stupid. Like you can't jump with that dude. He's too athletic. So all LeBron does again because of that collective experience know how. I'm just gonna get into my legal guarding position. And this young immature player, because he wants to posterize and look cool, he's gonna try to jump over me. And I'm, he's gonna run into me. And I'm gonna fall down. It's gonna be an offensive foul. Why does that matter? Late in a game that went to overtime." Ja did that two times, and he turned the ball over. That's two wasted possessions. Guys, possessions matter in the postseason. That's the difference between being up six with six seconds to go and being up two with six seconds to go, right? Up two, Lakers can tie the game. Up six with six seconds, highly unlikely. The playoffs are all about being poised and being mature. And this team, Jenna, they are not that. They feed off of Brooks and Ja's behavior and that immaturity's got to stop. This is, and we haven't even gotten into all the off-court stuff, which we talked about on previous episodes. Look, whenever the playoffs ends for this team this season, whether it's this, and I'm not giving up on them this series. I still think they can come back and win three straight. But whenever it ends for them, there needs to be a serious sort of looking in the mirror and realizing, okay, we got John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain. That's the core of a team: two guys that are 23, one guy that's 24. We put the right pieces around, we can be a serious contender and be a championship contender in this league. But we got to grow the hell up. This is this ain't this ain't the regular season. It's not just about talking and swag. No, you have to execute when it matters. And this team is not executing at all when it matters. And that is a sign of immaturity. Yeah. Amen. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so hopefully we'll see if they can turn it around. I don't know about that one though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to them because they can because, again, they've been the better team all year. And now, if you notice, we're no longer two days rest in between games anymore. It's now every other game. Mm-hmm. LeBron is already conserving his energy. AD is already banged up. That's one less day of recovery, and you got to fly back and forth from Memphis to L.A. Okay. We'll, 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 see, we'll see how those old legs and those, those hips are feeling late in the fourth. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look and see. Oh, you, you're too much. You, you're too much, but you're so damn right. So annoying. All right. Let's go to the East. I've had enough of this conversation. The Heat and the Bucks. Uh, interesting stuff here. This game four was so good. Jimmy Butler, historic playoff mm. performance. I think I saw that he tied for what the fourth highest scoring yeah. playoff performance. Jimmy was fantastic. Ever. Jimmy was great. Um, yeah, to take that series lead three to one, Miami, the number eight seed on the brink of eliminating the top seeded Bucks. Mm-hmm. Whoa. If I was a better, <laughs> you, 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 you wouldn't have had this one. You wouldn't have had this one, right? Absolutely not. Well, look, let's be fair. Fair, right? Giannis uh did get hurt in game one, so we missed most yeah. of game one, did not play game two. Uh Middleton fell out last right. Game. And did, and did not play game three, right? Okay. He came back for game four. What do we always say about Miami? Man, no matter what happens with the regular season record, or I'm like that's just a team you don't want to play in the playoffs. And it's not because they have some magic elixir juice or whatever. It's that the persona they embody come postseason led by Jimmy Butler and head coach Eric Spolstra. First of all, Spo is 
arguably the best in-game tactician in the league. And he will try, like Tyloo, pragmatic. He's not wedded to like, well, this is what I do. I'm not changing. I'm inflexible, like some people, <clears throat> bud. Um, he will try whatever is going to get my team to win. I don't care. He's he's humble in that way. And Jimmy, as you remember, Draymond says there are 82 game players and 16 game players. Well, Jimmy Butler is for sure a 16 game player, right? In that he picks and chooses his spot over the course of regular season because it's like, I can't. The reality is, guys, you cannot kill yourself all 82 games. I think you're going to do the same and repeat that come the playoffs. You just, there's not enough energy in the tank, you know, unless you're doping, which, you know, by the way, something you all should think about. Um, But anyway, you know, it, it, and by you all, I mean fans. Um, Think about why some, why does that guy always look so great in the room? You might wonder. Anyway, the reality of it is, is that Jimmy picks and chooses his spots, right? About where he's going to attack and do his thing. And this was a massive performance with, Again, going against Drew Holiday, who is arguably the best perimeter defender in the NBA. And he was just, and Drew was playing great defense. Jimmy's offense was just better. Yo, know, sometimes you could just, you just tip your cap like, all right, what am I going to do? Now, the Bucks had some serious gaffes in this game, just doing a lot of dumb stuff. Uh, that third quarter especially, I was like, well, what are you guys actually doing? They had no answer for Brooke Lopez. And I'm surprised Bud didn't say, wait a minute, this team is small. I'm just going to pound them to death with Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis because they don't have size. I'm going to foul everybody out of this game. But, you know, Bud doesn't like to change on the fly. That's not his thing, right? This is what we do. We run our system. It's like, all right, well, sometimes you got to realize what your advantages are and, and do that. But Jimmy was awesome. And now they heat up 3-1 on the Bucks. And uh, this series is not over either. The Bucks have been the best team all season by far. But look, Middleton has not been great. And that he needs to be good for them to be championship contending. Uh, you know, look, to beat any team three straight is tough. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, and this Bucks team is good. Giannis is going to come out and do some things. And he's a runaway freight train. And look, Jimmy's not going to have another 56 performance in game five. That's highly unlikely. I'm not saying he's going to have another big scoring night this series. But it's unlikely in the next game he replicates what he did in the last game. All right. Um, and this will be in Milwaukee. So we'll, we'll yeah. see how the Heat handle playing on the road. Let me remind you, look, the Heat still struggled to score. Jimmy was basically the only person who was scoring. Nobody else doing anything. 20 you know? points straight. Right. They have no Tyler Hero. He's <laughs> out. Kyle Lowry couldn't hit a shot. Bam was, I don't know what Bam was doing. Like, right, exactly. Bam so, needs to get it together. So this is, you know, but again, kudos to the Heat and Jimmy and Spo for doing their due. Taking advantage, up 3-1. They're in the driver's seat now. Now the Bucks got to beat them three straight times. Absolutely. Can it happen? Sure. Chances are, are slim, though. And, you know, not to jump ahead, but if the Heat eliminate the Bucks, I mean, look at what this does to the playoff picture. Oh, Jenna, we, we, we might be taking a turning back the clock. And the 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 teams in the conference semifinals in the East could potentially be Knicks Heat. Talk about old school '90s ball and Celtic Sixers. Talking about old school '1980s ball. I mean, listen, existed then, but I it, read it, about it. it, it, it yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. Let me tell you, woo! That was, as they say, an old fashioned slobber knocker, as they like to say, right? Just, you know, a lot of physicality, and these are big teams, strong teams, teams that guard, play very good defense. This is what, you know, a lot of you old heads, I mean, I'm an old head technically, but a lot of you old heads say you love about basketball. You want to go back to that? Well, 
you could have your wish. Might set the game of basketball offensively back three decades, but you know, this is we could we could potentially have this uh, in in the next round. But some teams that take care of business first. So let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Yes, of course, of course. All right, let's talk about this though. The Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Suns can all close out their series tonight, mm-hmm. and that's when we're recording this on Tuesday. A mm-hmm. bunch of game three one fives. series. Yep, game fives. And so, Jenna, honestly, I expect all three teams to close out. Um, the Celtics don't want to fool around and play with their food because the Sixers are home and they're waiting, right? They swept the Nets on Saturday. They've been off since Saturday. It's Tuesday, right? And that series won't start, I don't think, until Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be a nice full week off for them. And Joel Embiid is hurt for Philly. So Philly's hoping Atlanta steal another game, stretch this series out, make Boston work a little bit harder, if nothing else, so Joel can get some more rest. But I do think the Celtics realize the urgency of the situation. And they take care of business. The Nuggets and Suns are interesting, Jenna, because to me, this looks like this is the next logical matchup in the next round. Nuggets are up 3-1 on the Wolves. Suns up 3-1 on the Clippers. Like, as great as Russ has been playing, like, uh, the Suns are just too much. Their three stars are clicking and doing their thing. I see them closing it out tonight. I see the Nuggets closing out the Wolves as well. Mm-hmm. The next round, the winner of Suns-Nuggets, Jenna, to me, I think will win the Western Conference. As it stands right now, those are the best two teams in the West playing basketball right now. Yeah. The winner of that series will win the Western Conference. And then on Wednesday night, the Knicks up 3-1 on the Cavaliers. Surprising. Who would have thought? But Surprising because the way that Cavs team played all season. But you know you know what I've noticed from this Cavs team, Jenna? The playoffs, I mentioned about how the Grizzlies, they're acting like this is a Tuesday night against the Houston Rockets. The Cavaliers as a collective – have not shifted into playoff mode. This isn't, oh, it's all right. We got four games next week. No, 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 my guy. (laughs) You lose four games. That's it. Season over. Over. Right? You're going home. Or as a TNT guy say, you're going fishing. Right? So I, they have not met and matched the Knicks collective effort and force. And that's what the Knicks, the Knicks are just out hustling them and out playing them at every level. And it's showing up in the key stats, the key hustle stats, offensive rebounds, like, oh, loose balls, like all those things that show who wants it more. I just talked about the Grizzlies to start the show. Every possession matters. You cannot kick away possessions. And the Knicks are playing like, shout out to my partner, David Thorpe on True Hoop, who said, one team realizes there's a five alarm fire in the house and they're getting the fuck out. The other team is like folding clothes, putting it inside their suitcase. It's like, no, 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 no. The house is burning the fuck down. You have to respond in kind. The mm-hmm. Cavaliers are not. The Knicks are. They're up 3-1. Look, the Cavs have been better all year. Donovan Mitchell missed some makeable shots in the last game. But Jenna, winning three straight, the way this series is going right now, the tenor of it, I don't see it. Look, it could happen. And I don't want Knicks fans to get ahead of themselves. The most important game is game five, winning that game. When you have a team on the ropes, you do not want to give them life. You want to knock them out. Exactly. And again, conversation for the future, but it will be interesting if the Knicks do eliminate the Cavs, what type of conversations this creates around Donovan Mitchell? Well, I- I'm not going to jump the gun and say, oh, because everyone's la- everyone in the history of basketball has had a bad playoff series. Like, it's just, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's just part of life. Like, you're not going to be awesome all the time. It's just the nature of the playoffs, small sample size. You pick a bad time to have five bad games. It happens like, it, you know, 
people aren't per- no one's perfect. LeBron's had bad playoff games. Michael Jordan's had bad playoff games. Like it just it happens. Series. Like you just sometimes you're not good. I love you know, it. for for whatever reason. Um, so you know, I, I just I wouldn't write Donovan off yet. The big thing, Jenna, is yeah, Donovan has experience in the playoffs, but the Cavs as a collective, they do not. They're limited in this in this environment, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is playoff lessons. This is how you learn. You get reference points. You're like, oh, because you know when you were younger, people would tell you things like, oh, well, Jenna, wait till you experience, and you'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever you say, old people. And then now you experience it, and you're like, oh, well, at least ten times a day, I have those. <laughs> you're like, damn, they were right. Same thing. I can tell you how intense the playoffs are, but until you experience it for yourself, you don't know. Well, now they know. Would have been a good time to have Kevin Love on your team. <laughs> Might have. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, he's really got to step up now with Hero out. Yeah, for so sure. Got to hit some be- shots. Got to hit shots. All right. Let's uh, stick in the West and talk about this Warriors-Kings series that is now tied 2-2, two to two, which this could have gone so bad for the Warriors, but for some reason, it always works out. <laughs> Steph is saving the day. Draymond Green... That suspension could have really hurt them, and it didn't. They won without him in game three and game four. He comes off the bench. He says it's his idea. He comes back calmer, cool, more collected, and says it was his suggestion. The dubs were good. What's the deal with the dubs? Because now the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, that index finger's broken, fractured, I'm sorry, and he's still going to play in Might as well five. be broken. Right. Fracture means broken. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Who's the doctor here? <laughs> No, it, you know, I will say this. Steph saved the day. Well, Steph actually almost threw the game away, right? Calling a timeout he didn't have. You don't what got did, no timeouts, bro. What did, what did I start the show saying, Jenna, about tired players? They get injured, right? Well, do you know what physically tired players often do? They make mental errors because they're just exhausted. And there were mental errors all over the end of that game by everybody on both sides. Mm-hmm. Darren Fox and Malik Monk inexplicably lost their minds for two seconds, realizing, not realizing, oh shit, I was guarding Steph Curry. You, everyone knows when you're guarding Steph Curry and you, you go and a screen coming, you stay attached and you go over the top. You don't go under or around. Take the sec- Why would you, this is Stephen Curry we're talking about. They lost their minds for a second, forgot who they were guarding. Mm-hmm. You forget because you're exhausted because you're playing heavy minutes. Steph calling a million, calling timeouts when he doesn't have any. Uh, kicking the ball out of bounds, like just a host of mistakes. And this yeah. is what happens when players are tired. The Kings will be kicking themselves because they had that's a game they could have won, yeah. gone back home up 3-1. Now the champs are like, oh, we're even now. Now it's the best out of three. Can the Warriors win one game on the road? And it seems like the Dubs live this charmed life, Jenna. Oh, another player that, that, that they're tough to guard. He's injured. Well, I always say this, Jenna, and you know it. Luck plays a much bigger part in who wins than people want to give credit to. It doesn't mean the Warriors aren't good. You have to be good enough to take advantage of the luck. But you need luck. And injury luck, when it happens, when the other team's best player gets hurt, particularly on a broken finger on his shooting hand, that's a nice break, no pun intended, for you, right, As as the opposing team. It works out well, right? And Draymond with his, you know, his teetering. Once again, the dubs save him. He does his whole thing and he's like, he gets everybody riled up. He gets tossed, suspended. Dubs win the game anyway. He's back, doing his thing. Draymond, by the way, was awful in game four. 
uh, offensively, but he made three of the greatest defensive plays you'd ever see down the stretch. Yes. And, and this is this is this is who Draymond Green is. Like yeah. for all of the ills and things he does wrong, arguably the greatest defender of his generation. Like he's just yes. and and what makes him so good, Jenna, is his processing speed. He processes everything faster than everybody else. That's how he's able to blow up all your offensive sets because he's already sees where you're going and what you're doing. I don't know if you caught this. When Kerr, speaking of another person making an error, he calls timeout to challenge. If they lose the challenge, they have no timeouts left, right? On the Kevon Looney uh, illegal screen. That's what the refs yeah. called. Yeah. Draymond is seen saying to Kerr, no, he was moving. Illegal, don't challenge. Listen, I know Draymond. I'm listening to Draymond in that, in that instance because he saw it, right? Draymond saw and knows. And besides, who sets more illegal screens than Draymond? He knows. No, no, no. He was moving. Don't, don't challenge. Kurt challenge um, anyway. No timeouts left. All right. Here we are. <laughs> incredible observation. And also the part where he was on the floor for 60 seconds after a suspension and got a tech. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, this is this is this is the towel of Draymond, right? This is who he is. He, you know, he is a extremely valuable employee for his organization, but he is a difficult employee, right? Yeah. And this is the but this is the gift and the curse. You take all of that because of all the goodness he brings to you. That's why you put up with it because you don't win and do all the things without him. And he knows that, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the this is the value that he provides. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Look, what I've been impressed with is the Kings fight, Jenna. Yeah. Even seeing De'Aaron Fox chirp at, uh, at Draymond. Mm -hmm. Draymond like mm -hmm. that. Like, we haven't seen that out of him. Like, yes. For a, for yes. a young team to keep punching back after the Warriors go on runs, that's impressive. Because we've seen veteran teams wilt when the Warriors go on their run. They're like, oh, fuck, Steph, Clay, whatever, it's over. The Warriors kept, I mean, sorry, the Kings kept punching back every time. Warriors going to run? King's answer. King's answer. King's answer. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what happens in this series, this team is looking, their future is looking bright, and this is an extremely valuable experience for them and reference points that none of them have because none of that, besides Harrison Barnes, nobody has playoff experience on that team. Yeah. So this is all valuable for them. And again, assuming health going forward next season, they'll be that much better for having gone through, oh, as I said before <laughs> with the Cavs, this is what the playoffs are like. Oh, this is what it's like going up against the defending champs, right? In the playoff setting, not a regular season. It takes, you got to see it and experience it to truly understand they've yeah. done that. They understand that now. And, and look, this series isn't over yet. It's not over. No, it's not um, for sure. And to experience it too, especially going against the Warriors, that is a type of learning experience that you cannot just think about you can't replicate like, it you can't you yeah. can't you can't man make it you gotta you have to go you know the saying you get forged through the fire that, that's how that's how iron gets forged this mm -hmm. is how you get better as a playoff performer you have to go through the fire well the fire is playing the defending champs at home and now this is another test for them two two yeah. the champs won two straight you are now in a must win game game five at home you're feeling pressure because you know if you go back to chase center down three two it's a wrap so you have to win game five at home. That's a, they've never experienced that before. Well, they're experiencing it now. Let's see how they respond to it. 
light that beam. Light that beam. I'm so glad that De'Aaron Fox is having this moment. It is yeah. so important. And Jenna, he's improved tremendously. I want to give De'Aaron Fox his props. The uh, NBA's inaugural clutch player of the year. Yes. Um, He worked on his game. He He's a, and I mean this, of course, in the best possible way. I didn't know he had this in him. Shut up. And no, when he I, was I, really I, in and, 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 and this, around. I mean, Jenna, he's a motherfucker. Like, the, oh. no, like the, and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Like, like how Steph is a motherfucker. Like how Giannis is a motherfucker. Like how Joel Embiid is a, right? Prime LeBron, KD. These Oof. are, these are Chills. killers, right? These are fucking killers. And listen, De'Aaron Fox, he, he is broken and he's shown me. Oh, he, he's a killer too. And how I know is the Warriors said, oh, no, we're doubling his ass. Uh-uh. Somebody else got to beat us, not this dude. When that's happening, that's how you know. Oh, because they know we can't guard him straight up. <laughs> right? We, we can't. That. He, and, and so kudos to De'Aaron Fox. Another step in his maturation and development as a player. And it's important that he continues to improve and the Kings around him improve. That's going to buoy them forward. For sure. Uh, congrats to him on that Clutch Player Award. And also congrats to Laurie Markkinen. Most improved. Yes. Uh, serving his country mm-hmm. in, fin- mm-hmm. in uh, Finland. Finland right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, great stuff there. Yeah, Love Laurie, to see you guys. Laurie had a great summer at Eurobasket. And we said, you know, he can come in. He's now shown, okay, I can be the number one option on the team. Like, I mean, he's super skilled, seven foot, like. He's, you know, we are called the Seven Footers Basketball Podcast because we like seven footers with skill. Lori Markin is one of them. Exactly. We might, we might have to change out our background. You know, we got Shaq, Kareem, uh, Ralph Sansom, and, and Arvita Sabonis, and Akeem. We may have to put like the new breed of seven footers back there. Change I'm not it out. mad at it. I yeah, am yeah. not mad at it. All those no, guys. No, no, no disrespect to the OGs, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know. Um, and all those guys were deserving. Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah. Yep. Who yep. am I missing? Uh, uh Goes Alexander. SGA. Yeah, um, even though we've talked about this. Mm. Well, like, SGA. He's always S- been doing it. I was going to say, SGA was good last year. He just didn't play enough games. Like, he exactly. was, he would have been All-NBA last year. He was he was that good last year. But now, right. now we're going to see it. Like, he's going to make an All-NBA team this year. All right, guys. Well, the next time we talk to you guys, we're going to have so many teams that have closed out their series. And we're we'll, going to be We'll be in the second on. round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll moved on to the next round. So stick with us because it's only going to get better. And we can't wait. As always, you know where to find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, at 7 Footers Pod on Twitter, at 7 Footers Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace.